0: We bow our heads and pray. Gracious God, this Advent season, prepare our hearts to receive the Christ. The Christ who came to us in the manger, who comes to us in our time, in word and sacrament, and who will return at the end of the age. Bless his word to our hearts this night. In the name of Jesus Amen. So, the first Christians, the earliest Christians, did not have the book that you and I know as the New Testament. The New Testament was written in the second half of the first century, and until that time, the only scripture that our brothers and sisters in Christ possessed was the Hebrew Bible. What you and I would call the Old Testament, but even that was more than enough to create and to sustain their faith in Jesus Christ. When those first believers read the Old Testament, they discovered that nearly all of the stories there either predicted or foreshadowed in some way the death and the resurrection of our savior this is echoed by jesus in john chapter 5 where he says the scriptures testify of me and luke records in chapter 24 of his gospel that jesus taught his disciples in this way quote beginning with moses and the prophets he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself So, page 9 in your worship bulletin, our sermon outline, Roman numeral 1, every story, and I'm speaking now of the Old Testament, every story whispers his name, the name of Jesus. And we see that in the first reading this evening, letter A, Goliath is slain by his own sword, his own sword. We read in verse 50 on page 8, So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. That is to say, Goliath died not only by means of a sling and a stone, but also by means of his own sword. The text is very clear. David had no sword. He had to borrow Goliath's sword so that Goliath dies by means of his own sword. Now that may seem a minor point, kind of a throwaway fact. But that is typical of how God works throughout Scripture. The evil you do boomerangs on you. The instrument of death you wield will become death to you. Letter B. Luther saw this kind of throwaway fact as foreshadowing the cross. Yes, the cross. Luther understood that what David did with Goliath's sword is exactly what Jesus did with sin. Just as David employed Goliath's sword to overcome Goliath, Jesus employed the sins of others to overcome the sin of the world. Your sin and mine. Roman numeral 2 what I call God's spiritual Judo. Now, Judo, as you know, or you may know, is a martial art, and I know very little about it. But I do know that a core concept of Judo is that weakness or gentleness overcomes strength. A weaker opponent can overcome a stronger one by using the momentum of the stronger one against him. Letter A, God turns his enemies' momentum or their strength against them and and their strength becomes their weakness. And you see this throughout Scripture. I've given you just a few examples there. I don't know, maybe 12 or 14 examples. Uh, But for example, from Psalm 7, David writes, He who digs a pit falls into the pit that he has made. The trouble he causes recoils on himself. His violence comes down on his own head. So point number one, that means our sin is scarier than we know. Jesus said, if you do not forgive others, your Father in heaven will not forgive you. And Jesus said in Matthew 7, judge not that you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be Judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. That means the standard that I apply to others is the standard by which I'm choosing to be judged myself. And if that's true, I really, if I'm honest, I should be more afraid of myself than I am of anyone else. I am my worst enemy, potentially and, well, actually And point number two, this means God's judgment is just. It is so just. We reap what we sow. No one can argue with God's judgment because it's what we have chosen for ourselves. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And point number three, That means God is not the cause of my condemnation. I am. Now the word judo, I'm told, means gentle. You don't strike your opponent as you would in karate, for example. You don't strike your opponent at all. Rather, you use the momentum of your opponent against him. So if he lunges at you, you don't oppose him. You just sort of go with the flow and help him along down to the ground. And really, that's how God judges us. God could be much more vengeful than that. But all God does is apply the same standard to you and me that we like to apply to those around us. And so, I've earned my condemnation. And that is just. God is just. But thankfully, that's not all he is. Thank God he is merciful to us and to the world through his son, Jesus. Letter B, God's weakness is stronger than man's strength. Point number one, God employs our sin to destroy our sin, and its consequence, and the consequence of sin, is death. Point number two, our sin and death self-destruct. In the presence of Christ crucified, at the cross, sin destroys itself, just as Goliath dies by his own sword. Number three, death's momentum directed at Jesus becomes death's downfall. Since our sins are placed on Jesus, when death strikes down Jesus, death strikes down our sins as well. And Paul talks about this in Colossians chapter 2. He says, Our sins were nailed to the cross with Jesus. Our sins were condemned at the cross with Jesus' condemnation. Point number four. Since the wages of sin is death, When our sin is removed, death is removed as well. It no longer reigns over us. And I love Luther's quote here. Sin is destroyed by its own work and not by the work of another. Lowercase b, this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time, but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death, and he has. He's destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. And Jesus repeats this sentiment again and again in, his, in John's gospel. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life, and he does not come into judgment, but he's passed from death to life. And Jesus goes on to say, truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone... Keeps my word, he will never see death. And Jesus said in John 11, I am the resurrection and the life. Everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Now that's bold talk. But Jesus has destroyed death for the believer. Jesus has made death our servant so that it is now the gateway to glory for the Christian. Jesus has destroyed our sin, not with his own sword. He had none. Like his father David, Jesus had no sword. Jesus did away with sin by means of sin's own sword, which was death. And because Christ bore all of our sins, when death struck down Jesus, death struck down our sins with him. And death defeated itself. My friends, that is God's weakness at work. God's weakness is not only stronger than men's strength. God's weakness is stronger than the sin and the death which overshadowed us. God's weakness, evident in David, overcame Goliath. And God's weakness, evident in the Son of David, overcame our sin and our death, which is the greatest Goliath of all. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.